Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. Okay, the title is How Can I Have Peace, Peace of Mind or whatever, in a world that has gone mad? How can you have peace, peace of mind, in a world that's gone mad? Now, when I was growing up as a teenager, one of my favorite bands was a band called Boston, and uh, they had a song, Peace of Mind, which I really could relate to, you know. And it says, you know, now you're climbing to the top of the company ladder. Hope it doesn't take too long. Can't you see there'll come a day when it won't matter, come a day when you'll be gone? I understand about indecision, but I don't care if I get behind. That's a, that's a valuable thing to, to realize about your life. You know, I don't care if I get behind. People living in competition, all I want to have is my peace of mine. And you know, as the world gets crazier, probably the less likely you're going to have to be able to accomplish this. I mean, the more challenging, I should say, the peace of mind is going to be. The crazier you see, the more you look at your world and you think, my world has gone mad, you know, that peace of mind becomes a challenge. Now, here is what I want you to know, according to the Bible here. There will be terrible times in the last days. That comes from, you may want to turn there, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 2. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 2. And I'm going to read this from the Good News Bible because it sort of, I like some of the words, the wording of it better than the King James. But, you know, it starts out by saying, this is what I want you to understand. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be selfish, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 2, greedy, boastful, conceited. They will be insulting, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, irreligious. They will be unkind, merciless, slanderous, violent, and fierce. They will hate the good. They will be treacherous, reckless, and swollen with pride. They will love pleasure rather than God. They will hold to the outward form of our, of, of our religion, but reject its real power. Keep away from such people. So, some of these people can actually be in church, by the way. <laughs> so, this tells us, look, avoid these people. Keep away from these people when you see these people. Now, the problem that I have and have always had is, is that I'm able to internalize other people's emotions. You know, I sometimes feel sorry for other people. If a person is making a fool of themselves, I'm the one that internalizes that emotion and feels sorry for the person making the fool of themselves. Now, they don't feel sorry for themselves. I mean, they're not feeling sorry. They're just up there having a, a glorious time. It's like people that like to sing karaoke, you know. You know, one of the qualifiers for karaoke is that you can't sing. That's the whole <laughs> gimmick behind it. You can't, but it, with enough alcohol, you know. And it, yeah, yeah, and plenty of alcohol, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> I told you about the story about the, the, the guy that one time that was hitting on my wife, and, and, and he was singing karaoke, and he was three sheets in the wind. And, you know, he was stumbling and bumbling around, and, and 
Instead of getting mad, I, got, I felt sorry for it. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you should not be act, behaving like this. You know, it's just, uh, but it's weird. And, and someone told me one time, he said, well, you know, you're like that because you're empathetic. You have empathy for people. You're able to feel their emotions. And, uh, but when I read what the end time will be like, it's not just that I, that I understand this from head knowledge, you know. It's not that I just read this, you know, people will be selfish, greedy, boastful, and conceited, and I, you know, and I have this head, yeah, yeah, I understand that. It, it's not so much I have a head knowledge of that, it's I feel it on an emotional level. I internalize sometimes all of the rot and filth that I see around me. You know, I heard recently about algorithms, how do you say that, algorithms? That in America, <laughs> the algorithms, algorithms, alg, the rhythm or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In America, it was what it picked up on is people doing stupid things. Now think about this. In China, it picked up on young people being creative, inventive, inventing things versus America, doing, people doing stupid things. It's amazing. I mean, this is, so I internalize this stuff, you know. I think, boy, we're weird, you know. And I uh, told you last week about Dylan McVaney, the guy that interviewed the president. He's a, a guy that thinks he's a girl. And, you know, and I forget what he's, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my 125th day of transitioning or something like that. And, and of course, you know, Biden, oh, bless you, God bless your heart. You know, I'm thinking, no, God can't bless that. You know, when we've got a, a, a leader who is trying to place blessings upon that, you know, we need to take cover. You know, not find a good place to hide or something because it, it's coming down quickly. So, you know, you know, I'm asking the question, how am I supposed to have some peace of mind here with all this going on? Now, John 14 and verse 27 Jesus said, John 14 and verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's an interesting statement, not as the world gives. I'm going to give you a, a type of peace, but it's, it's a little bit different than what you might think of sitting beside a creek bank, you know, smelling the buttercup flowers and, and that type of peace of mind that I think of, it, it's going to be uh, a different kind of peace that it can only come from God. There is a way to tolerate the world and have peace. And I think the Bible reveals that way, which is something I'm going to try to talk about today. What is that way? How can I live in a world that's gone crazy and have peace of mind? Now, I am a, well, another problem I have, I'm a fix-it man. I like to fix things. Or so I think. I used to like it when things would break. Now I'm getting a little bit weary of it, you know. Too many things breaking. Too quickly. <laughs> but the world is a problem that we cannot fix. You got to get your mind around that. But um, 
In John 16 and verse 33, John 16 and verse 33, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The world is something we must face and tolerate every day. You have to, you know, you're living in a world that's gone mad. You really don't have a choice. Jesus didn't say you would, you would like it. You know, he said you, you're going to be facing tribulation. And it can be tough. I told a story about at the feast about uh, Brian Wilson, who was a, started the Beach Boys, and how that fame and fortune came upon them so very quickly. And he lost contact with all of his friends, high school friends, and he, he nearly had a mental break, or he did have a mental breakdown because of, he just couldn't handle it. It was too much, too quick. And the documentary was entitled, I Just Wasn't Made for These Times. I just was, and he spent, now get this, he, he spent three years in bed, <laughs> which was uh, sort of funny, but um, you know, sometimes we feel like this, you know, I just want to stay in bed. You know, my father used to talk about in, in, in Germany fighting in the war that he would, he would pull the sleeping bag over his head and just shut it out, pretend that the war didn't exist. But he had to wake up to reality every, every single day. He also told, told a story when he bedded down, he took his shoes off, boots off one night. And then in the middle of the night, they, they said, up, boys, let's go. And then and I think his, his, his uh, colonel or whoever chewed him out. He says, what do you think you're doing taking your boots off? <laughs> We're not going to, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, sometimes we feel like I just want to stay in bed. I can't change the, the world. You know, make the world go away. Get it off of my shoulders. That was a song. Uh, sometimes we feel the weight of the world bearing down. Sometimes we think nothing I do makes any difference. You know, I recently gave a program, God Hates Halloween in Church. It got a couple hundred views, but uh, there's eight billion people in the world is the problem. Uh, <laughs> and I, what I notice is that more churches are putting Halloween in, in, into their church. That's what I've noticed. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to think, okay, I'm trying to change the world. Uh, so steps to try to, to, to regain peace of mind. Maybe it's, we should look at it as a reset. We need to have a reset button here to get our peace of mind back. Okay, we're going to start with a, a great script, scripture here, Philippians 4 and verse 8. Because I think it tells us how to regain our peace of mind. Philippians 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good, of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, the challenge is, living in this crazy world, is where would I find these things? You know, where am I going to go to, to get these things? So finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are, you know, and then fill in the blank, and I want you to think about these things. This is how you will find your peace of mind. All right, first one is think on the things that are true. Ooh, boy, true. 
truth. You know, and you might say, at the same time, eliminate falsehood. Because it's not a, a, enough sometimes. Sometimes we've got to balance this out. We've got to, you know, we've got to, okay, think on the things that are true, but we also have to eliminate falsehood in our lives. What is truth? Well, the Bible, the Word of God, should be our source of truth that we're daily ingesting into our lives. Uh, when we ask what is false, well, look around you. You know, we just went through you know, the, the Halloween season, and I, I was amazed at how we were in Cracker Barrel eating, and, and I, there was, the, you know, they have the gift shops. And on one, one row was, was the Halloween garb, you know, and I could do this, turn around, and here was the Christmas garb. <laughs> and I could go back around, here's the Halloween garb. <laughs> and just, just by turning around, you know, we, we got to get all this stuff, you know, and, uh, if it wasn't for the merchandising of this stuff, these holidays would probably, I don't even know if they'd be celebrated if it wasn't for the merchandising of these days. Uh, that's what gives them their power. You know, the holy days, no one's figured out how to make money off of them. You know, it's just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, then, of course, we, we've got Christmas coming up. Now, Christ being born is not a falsehood, that, that's true, but he wasn't born on December 25th. Bullinger's Companion Bible places the birth of Christ on the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, and there is a verse, you know, there, this is the New King James, John 1 and verse 14, and the Word became flesh, okay, it became flesh, he was born, and tabernacled among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I like how the New King James uses that word. The King James uses the word dwelt, but this says tabernacle, which means tabernacle. He came in the flesh to tabernacle. You know, the Feast of Tabernacle is like, you know, that we're tabernacling in this physical body. It gets old and ugly and wears out and, you know, it's like a tent you set up out in the woods somewhere. Maybe you did this as a child and you left it out there too long and it started to rot and fall to pieces and the, the, the uh, you know, the posts started to rust and fall apart. Well, that's what this body is like. So we're tabernacling in this physical body temporarily. Now, if we focus on everything that is false, you know, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, if we fo focus on everything that is false, and there is much to focus on, if, if, if that's your focus, all right, if you focus on everything that is false in our society, you will have an endless list to focus on. It, it never wears out. That will cause you your peace, that will cause your peace of mind to fade away quickly. All right? If you focus on everything that's false, you're not going to have peace of mind. Your goal is to think and discover, discover truth and rejoice in it. That can be tough to do in a world that's full of falsehood. Okay? Your goal is to think and discover truth and rejoice in that truth. All right, number two, whatsoever things are honest. 
Billy Joel had a song. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Powerful message. It was a powerful message. Where would I find honesty in a world that is so untrue? Where would I find an honest politician? <laughs> Don't answer that question. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Saying they said not in heaven. <laughs> uh, okay, honesty. Really, you know, you would think religion, I could find honesty there, and you can find good points, and there's honesty, but, but again, there's some deception there. There's some deception. If we focus on everything that is false and dishonest, you will have an endless list to focus on that will cause your peace of mind to fade away quickly. Your goal is to think and discover honesty and rejoice in it. Now guess where honesty starts? It starts with you, which is a tough one. It's tough, and I'll tell you why it's tough. Ephesians 4 and verse 15 tells us how we ought to be. Uh, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. It tells us to speak the truth in love. Am I the only one that's ever had an issue with this? And it goes like this. If I speak this truth, I will hurt this person. You ever think that? You know, and it, I think it really has to do with maybe your presentation. You know, I have a program where I challenge people, you know, and, but I can't really take that same style one-on-one -on because -one, uh, it may lack a little bit of love, you know. You may, may lack, uh, <clears throat> so um, if I speak the truth, I will hurt this person. And, and I think... I think we can, we can struggle in that area, and often maybe we, we stay silent in that area. It's just a matter of presentation. It's how you do it. You know, you can do it in love, and that's what the Bible said, tells us to do this in love. You know, consider yourself. How would I, how would I take this if this person hit me with this? <coughs> Number three, whatsoever things are just. You know, it seems to me like justice in our society is a thing of the past. A thing of the past. I think of the corruption in the FBI. I think about how, well, Donald Trump was totally mistreated, and yet Hillary, man, I mean, there's no, no one searching her, you know, nothing about the corruption that she uh, exhibited. There's no double checking, fact checking that, uh, fact checking, checking that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's no justice. But if we focus on everything that is unjust, you will have an endless list to focus on that will cause your peace of mind to fade away quickly. Your goal is to think and discover what is just and, and what is real justice and, and then rejoice in it. You could focus on the soon coming kingdom of God and that justice that will exist then. You could read scriptures about how that will be a just kingdom. Nobody's going to get away with anything. Uh, 
But that takes studying your Bible and, and looking at the scriptures. Number four, whatsoever things are pure. You know, if we focus on everything that is unpure, again, the list is a mile long of things that are unpure in our society. And that will cause your peace of mind to fade away quickly, focusing on everything that is unpure. Your goal is to think and discover what is pure and rejoice in it. Purity starts in the mind, your mind, my mind. What you dwell on, where your thoughts carry you, that's where purity starts. Someone once said that, you know, Hollywood has a version of this verse in Philippians 4. I'm going to read it to you. Everything Hollywood produces now. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are false, whatsoever things are dishonest, whatsoever things are unjust, whatsoever things are unpure, whatsoever things are ugly, whatsoever things are of a bad report, if there be any rottenness, if there be any negativity, think on these things. That's your typical movie that you might go and watch. And for that reason, I have a set of favorite DVD movies. And I just watch them over and over again. I just don't, I don't ever buy anything new. I mean, it's just, the, the, some of the titles are Rigoletto, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. You know, when, they, when, when Danny Glover, when they stand up for him, you know, and he says, you gave me back my, when you stood up for me, you gave me back my reason to, to believe in myself. And, and it was just a powerful, powerful scene where they stand up for him. Mask of Zorro, we just, I think we just watched that recently. Love the movie, absolutely love the movie. And, but I have a little favorite movie that lift, you know what it's like when you watch a movie that lifts your spirit, you know? It's good to have those movies. There are too few and far between. When a movie makes you feel good, that's a good thing. Number five, whatsoever things are lovely. All right, if, if we focus on everything that's ugly, you will have an endless list to focus on that will cause your peace of mind to fade away. To me, loveliness is found in beauty, God's creation. It really is. It's, it's the, it, and, and for that reason, the time outdoors is critical to just, you know, walk outside and listen. What do you hear? I mean, we walk out in the middle of the night, you know, not in the middle of the night, I don't ever stay up that late, but uh, walk out at night and listen. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's cool. There's a peace just by doing that. What you see, the smells is so wonderful. Everything that you smell around you. Number six, whatsoever things are, are of a good report. Again, if we focus on everything that's bad, you will have an endless list to focus on that will cause your peace of mind to fade away. All right. Everything that is okay, whatsoever things are of a good report, a good report. You know, Hee Haw used to have their little skit, gloom, despair, agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. It wasn't just misery, it was excessive misery. It was a good little skit, though, because sometimes, you know, we might be guilty of living our lives like that. Um, but... Okay, whatsoever things are a good report. Uh, Proverbs 12 and verse 25 says this. It says, heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. You know, the way you receive a good report is by giving a good report away. You know, you, you give it away. Uh, 
And I'm, I'm sort of guilty of, of this, not doing this enough. Uh, to call to encourage someone. And it's amazing. I know, it, I know the effect it has on me when I get a good report from someone. I mean, it can just change my spirit, lift my, it can totally transition, you know, just right in the middle of a bad day, all of a sudden I'm having a good day, a good report. Uh, Stevie Wonder had a song, I just called to say I love you. <laughs> powerful song, powerful song. Isn't, you know, that was another song, isn't she lovely, isn't she wonderful? That was a song about his daughter that he could not see. Mm, that was awesome. awesome song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if there's to be any virtue, if there's to be any praise, think on these things. So, so I think this is, you know, steps to regain your peace of mind, to have a, a reset in this area. But I'm going to go through in closing uh, some things maybe we ought to try. I have nine here, a list of nine things. For 30 days, incorporate the Bible into your life daily, meaning either read it, study it, or listen to it. You know, uh, CEM has an app that you can get where you can do the daily Bible studies or, or whatever. The, you know, just, okay, if you're going to regain some peace of mind, you're going to have to start with the Bible and to... It's going to take some discipline if, if, you, if you don't have it. Because, you know, you wake up, like me, you wake up tired and can't get refreshed. And that's in the, that's in the morning, you know. My mother used to have a saying. I forget what that she'd do. Uh, she'd wake up. She'd say, can't get rest. I'm, I'm yeah, tired and I can't get rest. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, for 30 days, incorporate the Bible into your life with daily. Number two. For 30 days, and this may be a challenge if you're going through health issues, stay away from Dr. Google. <laughs> you know, when I, I, told my, I found out I had a left bundle branch block, and I asked the doctor, I said, well, how do you spell that? And he said, why? And I said, I'm going to look it up. He shook his head. He said, oh, no. He, he said, don't do it. He said, you will get more opinions about, <laughs> they may be good, they may be bad, they may be right, they may be wrong. Uh, number three, eliminate social media for one month. Why would I say that? Well, because it's, it's, it's just too easy to, to get, to start following a trail that does not lift your spirit, that actually brings it down. Okay. 30 days, eliminate all talk radio. Why? It's, it's, it's too negative. <laughs> For 30 days, eliminate the news. Too negative. Six, all negative information. Stay away from it. Number seven, be kind to yourself. Maybe that's just something you hadn't thought about. Be kind to yourself. Number eight, do something you love to do. You know, one of the reasons you lost your peace of mind is because you have lost sight of what you love to do. Or maybe you used to love to do. Now, maybe you're too old to do it anymore. You know, that can be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I told the story at the feast about riding my bikes and, and, and how I always loved that. And at age 60, I found out they can be dangerous, those motorcycles. And, uh, <laughs> 
So, uh, but, you know, and number nine, ask God to restore your peace of mind. Ask God to restore your peace of mind. You know, ask and you shall receive. And I want to conclude with Colossians 3 and verse 15. Colossians 3 and verse 15, <clears throat> it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Notice that. Now, you know, you're, going to, you're going to have a ruler in your heart. You're going to allow something to rule in your heart. All right? This is, this is it. This is Colossians 3 and verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. So let God's peace rule in our hearts. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast. Watch the weekly program. Worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service. And be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.